Hi, I'm Justin. I'm Josh. I'm Austin. Hey, have you guys seen Airheads? Continuing the Adam Sandler train. Uh, you rolled two in a row. Luckily, we got to break it up last week. We had a, a friend come that's on. That's not two in a row, then, is it? Show us Stargate. But I rolled it for you last week, and that's why we held over to this week, because I don't want to cheat you a roll. Because that'll uh, come back and uh, dig through the ground and graboid you years later, like it did us in Tremors. Yeah. We avoided yeah, Tremors two years ago because we couldn't find it. And then. Look at us. We ended up watching three Tremors movies, and I don't want to. I don't want to get some curse of the Sandler on us. It's already upon you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, there's no worse curse than just having to watch his movies. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, for those of you who are joining us for the first time or don't know how we do things here, have you seen? The people in this case, Josh, who haven't seen the movie, get to describe it to us. Brief synopsis based solely on the title and nothing else. Um, you know this is off of Justin's Adam Sandler list, Josh, but it's called Airheads. What do uh-huh. you think? What do you think this is going to be about? Yeah, as usual, not a great title to to guess off of. <laughs> um, I assume it's not about the candy. The, uh, unfortunately, the delicious. Um, Almost taffy that you find in supermarkets. I don't know about Very? delicious, but yeah, it's <laughs> the thing. I'm looking for that Airhead sponsor. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Maybe it's a you know the term Airhead used to mean I presume it's still it's like like a dumb person, like an what, idiot. Okay, first off, what's your history with the candy? I wasn't introduced to it. Oh, I just know it exists. Yeah. I don't I've ever actually eaten it. Whoa. Okay. It's like a less. It's like a less dense. taffy. It's like a less dense taffy, yeah. But also okay. way like grittier and sugarier. Well, oh. it's it, I think they also taste sour, whereas taffy is usually just sweet. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And there's one. It's like a white one. It's a mystery flavor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, I ate a lot of Airheads growing up. They were. I didn't know about them until I turned ten, and then we moved, and they were a huge hit. And so I was exposed to them quite a bit after that. They come in all sorts of varieties now. Like at first, you could just get in the taffy variety, but now I think now I think it's like bubble gum and like I don't know different sized taffy. Oh my god, you can get taffy of any size. <laughs> the commercials 
are so weird. If you haven't seen them, go to YouTube, look up Airhead commercials, because they're just people eating candy and then their heads get CGI'd into these crazy balloon things and they like bounce around trains or play tennis with their friend's head. It's really weird for some jarring CGI. Uh, I don't think that's what it's going to be about. Josh, did you have any ideas? Uh, other than about like like dumb people, I don't know what they're going to do in the movie. Like, the title gives me nothing to go, uh, I don't know, uh, I assume they just get some z- situation that they're not qualified for. All right, like you're right in the movie, into some situation. and you what have kind to make of, it around. What kind of yeah. zany say, What yeah. kind of zany oh, situation God, are you putting airheads in? Uh, I imagine, something like the the less qual they are for it, the better. Like, they somehow stumble to the role of, like, I don't know, a movie director. Like a big government job. Like the president Ooh, or something. President Airhead? That's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've seen. That'd be, like, Inbred King, the movie. No, if it were about the president, it'd be called President Airhead or something. You're right. They, they, oh, they President Airhead? I would... Who would... God damn it, that's an Adam Sandler movie right there. He may not be. He's President Airhead in it. I was going to say, he may make Kevin James or yeah, whatever. but Kevin, it's Adam Sandler. Actually, Kevin James has already played the president in one of his movies. I haven't we'll seen get it. We'll get to it. I know we'll what you're talking it. about. But Adam Sandler would have to play President Airhead. I'm like, that might be a fun movie. Who would play President Airhead? And immediately it's like, oh, fucking of course, Adam Sandler would. No, Isn't that the plot of Idiocracy, though? No, no. Is it not? No. We'll watch that someday. I hope not. Keep hearing about it. Someday. (laughs) Someday. I know it's kind of regarded as a bit of a cult classic now by people who uh, think they're a little smarter. They're like, oh my god, it came true. (laughs) They didn't understand it was a critique of the society at the time, like 20, 30 years before the movie was was even fucking made. Yeah. Uh, Austin, you're explaining like all of pop culture. <laughs> That's what our podcast is for. Don't slow me down. Don't hinder me. Slowing you That's down. That's why I, was just I have a mic. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but I don't want to give too much Green away about you. a movie we haven't seen yet. Anyway, yeah. So, Airheads implies more than one at a job they're not good at. I wish it was about, like, the candy factory that makes Airheads. It's just a really uh, stoic documentary. Just like, the first Airheads were made during the Depression and were made plain. They had no flavor. It wasn't until 1945 that sugar was introduced. (laughs) It's been a while since we've had a documentary. Or, like, a really boring one, too. You've got a documentary on your list right now. I think I is it which which is it Jiro? Yeah. yeah, that's a documentary. Yeah, that's a documentary, right? Yeah, not about production of anything though. Small scale sushi. No production. Yeah, I guess the production. You've been out like on a factory scale, yeah. right? Yeah, it's small scale, but definitely like about the production of sushi. Right. Oh, that's the mystery flavored Airhead. It's fish. <laughs> Umami uh, flavor. <laughs> So in my, like, fifth or sixth grade class, during the week, if you did things good, like, oh, I turned my paper in, I did the bonus assignment on homework, like, for the five extra credit points or whatever, you would build up Monopoly bucks I, for some reason, 
and it was like to teach us about economy. But at the end of the week, like Friday afternoon before the last like 20 minutes would be a marketplace you could set up in the classroom. Really, really strange. But like one kid sold airheads and he got all the monopoly. Yeah. He just had his parents buy a crate of airheads, brought them to class and was like cleaned up. Uh, I don't remember much of the other things that were available for sale. I didn't do it. I just wandered around with my Monopoly bucks. There was one kid who brought his Virtual Boy and set it up in the closet so it was dark and let you have five minutes on the Virtual Boy, which in retrospect, he should have paid you for. Yeah. Why did you have to go into a closet? Have you ever played the Virtual Boy? No. It's that monstrous Nintendo Game Boy headset attempt at VR from like 1994. So it's like a shame thing. Yeah, but you had to go into the closet because it was dark, and uh, it was really uh, hard to see the Virtual Boy in the light, even though it had, like, visor. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I get you. I yeah. get you. He, he'd he follow you in there and just berate you, like, this is how you're spending your money. <laughs> I used to uh, do really bad drawings of people and sell them you as, like, do. characters. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> for like a quarter and then i could save up enough to get like two popsicles that they sold during our break nice no that works uh i always had popsicle we did we had popsicles they call them hard ice and uh i remember like lunch you'd have to pay for it in the morning before you went to class in elementary and it cost 75 cents so my parents would give me a dollar and i'd always save that quarter and i'd have stack stacks stacks Go to that arcade. Go to that arcade and just sit in there for hours. We didn't have an arcade closer than forty-five minutes away at the mall, so I I didn't grow up with an arcade either. We we had a convenience store, and uh, Josh, you'll know this because you're into like a more obscure fighting games than either of us. What's the one with Morgana, like the Batgirl, and it's. Amorion Darkstalkers? Darkstalkers. We had a Darkstalkers arcade machine in uh-huh. in the Menehune Mart, in the little, like, 7-Eleven right across from the school. Something. So, yeah, oh, no, that's more than something. That's a really cool game. So, yeah, save them up, buy snacks, play Darkstalkers, boom, you're set. Uh, this, this is a movie that we would have watched during that time, too. What year is this, Justin? This is your movie? Uh, 94. So exactly the time I was in elementary school, saving up those stacks, would have got my airheads at the at the mini mart, played a little Darkstalkers, probably got one of those Orbitz drinks. You remember those? They were they were like a soda with little tapioca balls flav- floating in it. No, I don't remember those. I remember that. You do? Yeah, I wasn't very adventurous though. I just drank soda. I was, was very adventurous, and I still am with my drink drinking. Um, I like to try new things, but this this was like America's first first introduction into boba tea around ninety four or ninety five, and it was just I don't think it was even a soda. It wasn't was that like also like Sobe? Didn't they have like little things too, or no? Hello, Sobe never had anything floating in it, as far as I remember. But huh. Sobe broke the market it with not having soda. They went back to like juice mixes. Even though they yeah. were still a sugary, they like 
they got me for a while because they had that creamy strawberry one and the pina colada. And the they came creamy in, strawberry one is the one every I remember being like. I like the orange one, but they came in those bottles that were a quarter inch thick glass. That that was a weapon in middle school. You'd bring a Sobe to school. Yeah. You fight off a bully all day and have a snack. I really like. Yes. That have you ever had a Sobe? Uh, it's been a while. You've had one though, right? I think so. I think it's been a while since anybody had a Sobe. They're in plastic bottles now. I see them at the store. Really? They're still around? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a there's a used car like repair place near us. It's always gated up, but they have a Sobe 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 whatever vending machine that hasn't been touched since the 90s and I'm convinced if you go up to it and press the right combination you travel back to 92. Oh, you're t- I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that is... You have to do uh, it in the dead of the night. <laughs> have yeah. some, like, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones playing. Go up hit the right <laughs> combo. Boom, boom. <laughs> so we're going to do a little time traveling of ourselves. Uh, I saw this movie young, because this, this was on early Comedy Central all the time. Like, every weekend. When, when did you see it, Justin? It's your movie. Uh, I didn't watch this one until later, um, more, again, because I was, like, a fan of Adam Sandler, I'm like, oh, hey, look, there's another one, and it's got Deep Buscemi and Brendan Fraser, I like those guys, too. Oh, so you didn't, you were a fan of Adam Sandler, but you didn't watch this, like, currently when it came out when he was on SNL? Nah. Oh, this is one I didn't know about in theaters, I didn't hear about from anybody, the first one I heard about was Happy Gilmore, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. This one kind of slipped under the radar, but then it popped up on cable around the time Wedding Singer came out, and they were like, oh shit, push this guy more. And I saw it a ton. And I was super into Brendan Fraser anyway, because he was doing The Mummy at the time. Steve Buscemi was also in uh, Happy Gilmore. Or no, he was in Billy Madison, right? He might have been in both of them. I'm not sure if he's he in Happy Gilmore. I don't think so. Okay. Well, either way, we'll get a very throwaway part in the world. That's going to be from now until about 2000, 2001. I'm excited for the Adam Sandler movies you have coming up. (laughs) These are going to, these are, these are fun. These are the golden years, right? Right. Right. This is before uh, eight crazy nights. That killed it for me that is the exact movie we rented it it was the holidays and i was like i really appreciate the fact that this isn't a christmas movie it's a hanukkah movie we need more inclusion it was so gross and i was i was a fucking teenage boy at the time and i was like this This is is too gross for me (laughs) i have the internet and this is too gross for me so yeah but then I'm thinking, like, Punch Drunk Love and Spanglish, and, like, we have a dark, dark time ahead of us after the golden years. Oh, yeah. But and then we get to the true horrors, like Jack and Jill. <sighs> it's like... Dude, Grown-ups, too. The more you learn about the lore, it, it just gets scarier and scarier. <laughs> <laughs> but let's take a dive back into those golden years. Josh is going to hate us for calling this one of the good ones. He's going to, like, 
he's going to be watching this and be like, if this is the like highlight that I left to look forward to, what is, what what are the dark times? <laughs> How does yeah. it get worse? <laughs> does it get worse than going overboard though? Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because going <laughs> overboard is kind of like the whole movie. I was riding a wave of this is almost a, a movie. Uh, it doesn't get into fucking boomer Adam Sandler dad years where he's like preachy and gross. It's a weird combination. Like the the click and the the story time one. What's that? What's that one, Justin? Bedtime stories. Bedtime stories. Oh, that's a that's when Adam Sandler started doing acid like the Beatles for a couple of years. <laughs> I hear Hubie Halloween's good, but I haven't watched it yet. It is. It is. It is. It took me a while to admit it. I watched it the year it came out, and it took me a couple watches. I couldn't sit through it and like continue the whole thing in one sitting, but I did finish it, and by the time I got to the end, I was like, can I admit to people that this was kind of a good Halloween movie and kind of a good movie in general? But, My coworker warned me about that movie. He heard we were doing Adam Sandler list and specifically warned me about that one. Oh, that is the top of the shit pile of Jesus. Netflix Adam Sandler movies. Of specifically over. Netflix Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, like Ridiculous 6, way, way worse. Oh, God. I know, I know. I might leave the podcast. I might die before this is over. <laughs> I might cut out of the part of the brain. I might get lobotomized, one flew over the cuckoo nest style, the part of my brain that recognizes Adam Sandler's <laughs> laugh. <laughs> yeah. Jab around with an ice pick till I can't hear it anymore. Uh, this one's not too bad. He's not the lead. So let's jump back. He's in our, kind uh, of, he's one of the machine. He's not, he's not the lead. There's, it's split up. It helps lessen the blow. And There's the, more than one airhead. The other two there is are more than one airhead. Enjoyable, and he's not bad. He 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 kind of fits his niche in this. We'll talk about it when we get back. But he like come he comes into his own. He, if he stayed this, I think he'd be okay. Oh, you think he's not okay? I <laughs> not from where I'm sitting, buddy. I'm I know he's sitting pretty. He's he's. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's doing good. He turned an island into a throne that looks like (laughs) another island that he turned into a TV. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) Actor wise, Uncut Gems was good. I'm sorry. What was? Uncut Gems. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That's kind of he did a good job. That's kind of it was a good one. Are we gonna watch Conan's? Is his character on the poster? I can find you a poster where he's on it, like from Japan or something. I don't think we are, because I remember asking about that before going. I feel like that should be a movie we do. Either way. Yeah, but I don't think it. it's not an Adam Sandler movie. No, it isn't. <laughs> All right, we're going to get to it. We'll be back. It's like we're not going to do Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, or whatever. Oh, we're doing it. That one and the first. And the hot chick, because he has like a scene where he references an SNL skit that he did. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find you. We're gonna posters. watch. I'm gonna find we're you gonna so watch. many posters. 
I'm going to call your fucking bluff, your Adam Sandler bluff, and find you posters that feature him that you didn't even know he was in. I don't know why he's on the poster for that that Mixed Nuts, the Christmas one. He ain't a star of that one, I'll tell you that. He's like seventh build. He is on the poster, though. I know. That's what I'm saying. You can find a poster with him on it. watched airheads from 1984 oh, yeah. so we just we just watched it that's what we did this is the second of your sandler movies uh-huh um, this Josh, is the second movie it went from 89 to 94 big old leap huh mm-hmm. he had to be on snl for a while had to be a guest spot on like the cosby show right i think that was even before the titanic yeah. disaster mm-hmm. that was the first movie it somehow sunk the boat, but didn't sink his career. I saw in the poster that the boat was sinking. We looked mm-hmm. at all the posters after the movie. Uh, Josh, first impressions. What did you think of Airheads? How'd this differ from the first one, going overboard? Uh, it was a different kind of bad. Explain. Um, it wasn't wasn't as bad as going overboard. It had a really good premise. Mm-hmm. You know, these dudes want to get a contract, and they they go to a, like a raid station and then they decide to pull out fake guns and take everyone hostage that sounds cool and then nothing happens for like 70 minutes they just putts around the station acting really really stupid and unfunny and then eventually they play a concert and a bunch of people up i guess because what for california city or in people have nothing better than to go to the right station where three losers are holding quote hold up like five people That's i don't know a wonderful what? synopsis yeah i agree cool cool setup big letdown <laughs> so in your ideal movie it what goes from happens? them taking over the radio station pulling guns out and what where's it how does it keep up ramping from there uh, yeah I, I just wanted to like keep asking right they like you know, they happen to realize that one of their guns is re like they accidentally fire it. Yes. You know, like real hit, some, hit someone they, in the arm or something. They, they did get a real gun that accidentally fired. And then yeah, but it happened like way, yeah. way, 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 way into the movie. And okay, it did I can nothing. see that being the next move. And then they're like, we want a helicopter. And then they get the helicopter and they go to a, a place that's a concert all the time. Maybe, yeah, maybe the they world. leave the station. Maybe. They don't, but like some. Oh, they keep bumping into worse and worse situations that make them look more, more like, you know, criminals. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You sure. know, they find out maybe one of their three friends actually is a criminal and is setting them up. Or... Steve Buscemi. Oh, oh, Adam Sandler's like it, a serial be, killer. No, it would definitely be Steve Buscemi in this. In this, his character. Like, the entire time I was watching this, I'm like, he's just going to get a rush off of doing this. He's just going to keep doing it. He's like, look how, much he's, it look, look how much he loves holding these people hostage. He's going to do it again. <laughs> I thought it was really strange that he had an arsenal of toy guns as a grown man filled with hot sauce. You're a grown man. You thought that was strange? This is the... <laughs> 
what's LA strange? In the 90s? What's this strange? The same year as we watched Terminator 2. He could go down and buy a literal Uzi for like 15 bucks like Arnold did in that movie. But what's strange about wanting to deliver hot sauce in a convenient and fast way? <laughs> yeah, I know it's how you sling your sauce, but what's even weirder than his uh, method of delivery is the fact that he calls it pepper sauce. Yes. He's so out of touch with flavor and spice. He doesn't mm-hmm. know the term hot sauce. It's pepper yeah, I, sauce. I, I, can't dete- I can't defend that. Yeah. That caught me off guard. I was like, pepper, pepper sauce? Yeah, so sp- oh, we can't make that joke. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Just because we haven't seen the movie? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, so no 20th Century Fox fanfare. We come into this movie, we see the 20th Century Fox logo, and immediately metal starts playing. And it's like this intro montage of drums and guitar strings and like very uh stop motion kind of looking kind of crafty uh brendan Fraser's hair is a character into itself we're introduced <laughs> to him riding this motorcycle and his hair is like in the wind behind him and it's like second build right after him and then steve buscemi and then adam sandler <laughs> so he it, it's kind of like uh, I know we haven't done this movie either, but it's kind of like Stripes, the beginning of this movie. Yeah, Where sure. he comes home and uh, he's like, I went to the record place and he's telling his girlfriend, she's like fed up with him. He's like, I did this, I did this, I did this. and right before they heard my record, I got kicked out. And then she kicks him out. Um, he he has like the demo tape and that is Harley and that's it. So he goes... We only get one scene of this, but I feel like we should have got more. This toy store where Steve Buscemi's working. Yeah. This was pretty cool, and he had to dress in this terrible smock like a toddler. It's yeah, it was pretty bad. Striped. His name was Rex. Yeah. And Adam Sandler was Pip. They're brothers. Rex. Rex being Pip's older brother. <laughs> He Pip is a Which pool is... cleaner boy. Yep. Do you think he fucked that cop's wife? One hundred percent. The SWAT <laughs> team. Uh, did you recognize this cop from a previous episode? Uh, no. This was Quato, the resistance leader in Total Recall. Oh, okay. The Arnold movie. Um, you know the actor's name? Before, nope. That's your job. This is your episode. I want you to do all the historical research on it. <laughs> before before we get too far, uh, we got to mention the first place Brendan Fraser goes. He tries to get this record contract. This guy's goatee is out of control. This soul patch uh, or whatever it is. Yeah, that's uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Wing. What's his real name? Judd Nielsen. Nelson. Nelson. Uh, Josh. Do you recognize this dude with the with the soul patch? I don't recognize anyone in any movie ever. You guys should recognize him. He's been in a previous episode. He was. He was in the Breakfast Club. Yeah. He was the guy. He was the bully. With the jacket. Yeah. Like the the grandma jacket. Yeah. 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 And he he brought the weed to the party. I surprised be saying he's the guy with the jacket. I'm looking at the poster for Breakfast Club. They're all wearing jackets. Right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> He brought the weed to the party. He he ran him yes. through the school. Yes, 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 yes. 
he looked 30 years old. Um, <laughs> he was. <laughs> but then he's in this. He has this. Um, he is just soul powered. Like thick, yeah. bushy soul grove. Like a soul mm-hmm. orchard. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, in the, in the uh, one oasis of, of fertile black hair in the desolate landscape of his face. <laughs> Singer from it's Smash Mouth back has hair too. on him. Oh, the greasiest. A lot of characters with really greasy. This is a time capsule. Not only oh, do we yeah. have the soul patch and the huge boxy suits that everyone's wearing, but also the tattoos. They're all dressed as rockers. Uh, his, freaking, his freaking like chain tattoo that he is like flexing to make it look. It's a tribal <laughs> chain, man. It's tribal chain. Barf. <laughs> I like the gecko on his his peck because you can flex it and make it dance. It's got a little yeah. color to it. These are such '90s tattoos. It's amazing, especially so, West Coast. This is you're right. Adam Sandler was not the star of this movie. He was he's in a good one spot, of the though. stars. One of the stars, but he's not the star. I don't mind him getting this close. I just don't want him to be a leading man. Uh, Josh. Do you know the name of the guy who was starring in this? No. It's Brendan Fraser. Okay. You've seen the movie? Oh, okay. Like the main character? Yeah. Yeah. Blast from the Past? I feel like Blast from the Past. And Bedazzled, we might have to watch on the podcast. Oh, God, no. That's Justin's cursed list right there. He hates Brendan Fraser. Uh, I love Brendan Fraser. I just don't <laughs> want to watch Bedazzle again. Um, so this is Nakatomi Plaza? Yeah, this is the is. same place that the uh, diver was, was. You know who place. else crawled through these vents? Kramer. <laughs> Kramer just with like a fucking Die mustache. Hard. Just like in Michael Die Hard. Richards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Did not drop an N-bomb. Nope. In this movie, no, which I don't we think know he he's has prone to do. Movies, just his stand-up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not that that forgives him in any way. Josh, have no. you seen Die Hard? Yeah, I've of seen course one you and have. two. Ooh. Three's a really Maybe good one three. too. Mm. We'll put that on the show if you haven't. I know you've seen them because if you hadn't, we'd have watched them by now. Yeah, right. for sure. Did you recognize the building? Do you have no? Do you have no. architectural? Blindness as well as face blindness? I mean, I haven't seen Die Hard in like 10, 15 yeah. years. Yeah, Austin, did you recognize the building? Yeah. No, of course not. I had to be told. <laughs> Die Hard's like, what, 84? <laughs> <laughs> man, this is just coming off of Encino Man for Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And it's basically, I mean. Another it's previous almost... episode. Encino yeah. Man, he was the caveman, Josh. He was the caveman. Oh, huh. uh, a lot that was less, 92. This was two years later. A lot less cocaine happening in this building than in Die Hard. Well, this radio yeah. DJ. Oh, I thought you were going to say an Encino man. I was like, probably sure wasn't here. He's chugging um, beers in the middle of the day, and he doesn't even know he's getting fired yet. <laughs> this radio DJ. Yeah. They break in there. He was, he was the cockiest dude who was going to lose his job I've ever seen. Yes. Like, he's just like, you can't fire me. And that dude's like, I already have. 
Ooh, okay, okay. Before we get into the building, I had a quick question. How do they keep getting so many models for the Adam Sandler movies? There are like the Sun Tropic girls in the back of a couple of the shots in this scene. And I'm like, there was a boat full of models. Now there's like all these models in the background of this scene. Did Adam Sandler's family host like beauty pageants so he had an in? Maybe. He's uh, running around in those locker rooms since he was a, a, a wee lad. They try and get into the radio station by putting in their ATM card and then entering their PIN number, which I, I found really funny. It, it was yeah. kind of like... Terminator. There's a couple of really good jokes in this that got me. Uh, Terminator 2 had just come out, and like they they'd used the icebreaker in that to hack the ATM, and so these guys are all like, oh yeah, that's how it works. All you gotta do, Steve Buscemi says, is put it in and then enter your PIN number. But it it eats his card, so they get pissed. They try and kick in the door. They climb to the roof, and here's something I feel like is way too smart for this movie. Brendan Fraser dropping his bag in the right way. That's like a Metal Gear Solid or a Mission Impossible it, move. Yeah, like all of a sudden it was a Mission Impossible movie dun, for like dun, two seconds. Dun, dun, good move. Dun, dun. Good really move. good move. Hey, we know Brendan Fraser ro- play like this character plays D&D. He rolled a nat 20 right there. <laughs> he got to avoid more of the movie than I did. So that's <laughs> He was barely in it, right? He came out at the end with the gun. No, 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 we're not talking about Michael Richards. Uh, the the main character, he's he's up on top when the doors open because oh, the blonde right, woman right. like smashes Adam Sandler's face. In. I thought you were talking about like crawling through the vents. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Yeah, he's barely in it. Hmm. But uh, but he is basically doing Kramer. But kinda Die Hard as well. Yeah, you don't like see him in movie, many many roles after this or Seinfeld. Nope. Uh, you sure don't hack the world with this ATM card. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. He pulls a gun as soon as they get into this radio station. And I was like, oh, radio just got good again. <laughs> they each have their own little like squirt gun Uzi. Nobody knows they're fake. It's Ian character played by uh, Joe um, Montagna. Yeah. Uh, is insane. Like, he's an insane character. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of the dream jobs, right? Like, during the golden age of, age of radio is to be yeah, a DJ. For sure. And just, like, have that room yours, have, like, cool superstar guests come through, play whatever records you feel like playing. This is kind of the end days of it, and that's what this is about, is like the corporatization of radio and music in general, the music industry, and like Clear Channel, they don't say it by name, but was sweeping across the nation and like homogenizing radio, and that's why everything fucking sounds the same today. It's the same 11 songs. uh, This radio station is turning into The Rain, and they call it, what, like Soft Rock? Yeah, easy, easy listening. Easy listening. <laughs> so they've broken in to play their tape. Uh, I like the DJ's move. He just clicks on air as soon as these guys break in. He's like, so you broke in and gets a confession out of them on air. They're like, yeah, that's, that's the gist of it. 
So, Josh, this is where you thought it was going to take a couple more turns? I thought it was just going to stick hard into, like, yeah, we're taking radio station, things keep getting worse and worse. Yeah, and then it then it doesn't. They're just kind of, like, oh, well, I guess we're taking all radio station hostage, let's put everyone in a room, and then fuck a girl and walk around and make a bunch of random shit for no reason. Oh, also, you should get that cassette tape with our with our track on it. I kind of like the track they play. They, you only get to hear, like, the first five seconds before it gets destroyed. But it has, like, a cool surfer rock kind of sound before it goes I, to the sludge metal. I really wish that we never heard a full song, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I like, I like the mystery yeah. of it. Uh, but that's that's at the end, right? It's the very end, so it's almost forgivable. Ooh. But I really, I really, I, I really would have wished that yeah. it was like they like go to play and they blow all the power or something, Ooh. or it yeah. goes to black right as they like that. Yeah, that's right. a good move. Kind of like the new Bill and Ted. I didn't want to hear that song, the one that saves the world. Oh, the yeah. one that they hyped up the whole movie. Yeah, you can't yeah. play that song and make it good. It has to be never heard. You know? Yeah. That'd be like playing the actual song from Tribute to Greatest Song in the World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Josh, do you remember the name of their band? Uh, the Lone Rangers, plural. What did you think about that? I didn't get why they kept doing the joke about you can't make it plural if they're a Lone Ranger. Yeah. I thought it was a little strange that they pointed that out more than once, but they not really like seven joke. times. Like they really so, wanted that joke to pop. You, yeah, mm. but they did it like a couple of times. If this was Austin Powers, that would have been every other scene, <laughs> and they would have yeah. just hammered it home. <laughs> um, the first time Sandler heads outside when it's still light out is pretty fucking funny he runs outside and a cop is waiting for him like 60 feet in front of him and sandler starts moving to the right and the cop starts moving and mirroring him and then he starts moving back and the cop starts getting closer and mirroring him and it's this whole pantomime thing of like oh trying to get free can i go can i run away no i gotta run back i i don't know that was a that was one thing that made me laugh yeah uh another There's thing some good stuff in it uh we got a lot of guests in that, like famous people show up in this. Yeah, there's a lot of friends. Who of... would have guessed that there was an, a movie that had Ernie Hudson interacting with Chris Farley? Yeah, so they're both cops as well as Grandma's boy, the bartender. Grandma's boy, Alan Covert. We Going should learn overboard. his name because he's going to be in a lot of these movies. Oh, Alan Covert. We are going to know his name by heart by the time we're done with your list. Uh, they are all Josh, that'll course. be one face that you'll recognize. Okay. Along, with, along with Adam Sandler's. Um, Pre-Scream, David Arquette shows up? Yeah. And he is a bleach blonde surfer dude, and I love this line when they're crowd, like corralling them into the office. He's like, oh, if you're going to kill us, can you off my boss before me? He's a real tool. <laughs> Such a worker uh, line. Just and then he the tried first. to come back in whenever he escaped. <laughs> yeah, that that was more silly. The, the kill my boss first one felt more earnest to me. Yeah. But yeah, Ernie Hudson has a huge exclamation point after it in my notes. Um, 
Oh, and then Adam Sandler goes off it, the rails. He's Farley was in this, but it feels like he wasn't. Like he was wasted in this. He did nothing. I get this role and him in Coneheads confused a little bit because he's in both of them, kind of, but not like featured. Yeah. I don't think Adam Sandler's in Coneheads, to be honest. He is. Is he? Does he have like yeah. a super small role? Yeah, it's on his IMDb. Okay. Wow. Um, Adam Sandler kind of makes a fool of himself right here because he's talking to one of the radio station people and he's like, why don't black people like me? It's super awkward. And uh, he's like... I'm just like, uh, hey, we're rolling, but we're going to keep this in. Yeah. I know you didn't think we were going, Adam, but but this was... We're going to keep it and put it in the movie. <laughs> she doesn't say a thing, and he keeps going. And he's like... He does this a couple of times in the movie. Like, it's a running gag where he's like, no, it's... I listen to Public Enemy and Anthrax, or I know hip-hop, or... Isn't it crazy when you walk into some place and the security just starts following you? And every time people are like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And it just goes nowhere. It's totally dropped. There's no, like... It's like, weird. Even if there was a laugh track, I feel like it would be dead silent during this scene. Just kind of spooky and awkward. Uh, Kramer is mustachioed in this and he's now playing Die Hard because he's like sneaking around he's in the vents He. what's with this cop this dude who's like trying to undermine the investigation from Arnie Hudson so this is Quado from Total Recall he yeah. is the SWAT team sergeant and uh, this is playing on that old stereotype of when like one division of the cops or like the FBI shows up they, they butt heads they're like this is my sure. thing now no that's not what I think makes him weird. What makes him weird is the talk about his wife, right? Yeah. Like, he's talking to um, these... Michael Richards? Michael Richards' character about his... <laughs> I found it funny after a while. At first, I was like, oh, okay. that's kind of a quirk. The but fact that they kept going with it... It was good. And the fact, the fact what got me... For me, put it over the edge. Like, all right, you can keep it. This was a good bit. Was that he got so mad finding out that there was a pool boy involved without knowing that it was, in fact, the pool boy who fucked his wife. Yep. Just the mention of a pool boy is like, I'm going to give this civilian a gun. <laughs> to take him out. <laughs> to take him out. Yeah, I really appreciate that when Michael Richards was getting, like, shot at, this guy was still talking about like, and then she said, I can't have the dog in the divorce. I picked out that dog. I named him because of what color he was, like going off. And it's like this dude's in a life and death situation. And obviously the SWAT dude needs a therapist. <laughs> Need, um, needs some counseling. Uh, we get some cool cameos in this. We get a lot of metal cameos and rock cameos from the time. Yeah. Collins. One of, one of the workers that I liked was uh, Marcus. That they like interrupted with him playing on the butt on the bass and he's wearing headphones and he's like, Oh, you think you could just boss me around? And he's like, No, seriously, just give them the thing. Yeah. Shut up and do it. <laughs> it's the old real to real tape deck because they don't even have the old enough technology to play their demo in the studio anymore. Yeah. Um, but his like 
his reactions to what was going on in the movie were some of my favorite things. Like, and he just had the best facial reactions. Yeah, he was brilliant, <laughs> and I can't believe I haven't seen him in, in more things. <laughs> he was just like, whenever uh, Adam, whenever Brendan Fraser's girlfriend comes in, uh, Kyla, and he, like, says that I love you, and he's just like, oh, my God, like, is this really what we're fucking doing? Yeah. This, that's what this is all about. And he tells fucking Steve Buscemi, he's like, the moment you put that gun down, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And, he, and as soon as the gun breaks later in the movie, he sees this plastic, he walks up. He doesn't even run up. He walks up to Steve Buscemi and just knocks him out. <laughs> but he just had great facial expressions of just like, I can't believe I have to deal with this. Oh, I, I the think the movie. cast. I think all the cast did a really good job. I, uh, it was a rare Adam Sandler movie that wasn't full of like Adam Sandler's goons, which we'll see so much of. It had a couple of his goons. He managed to sneak in the the front lines. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, just believe it or not, Steve Buscemi is in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Even even nowadays, he's in all those Hotel Transylvanias. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Hubie Halloween. Uh, Beavis and Butthead, Colin. I love that. Yeah. Was that like supposed to actually be Beavis and Butthead, Colin? Oh, yeah, that was Mike Judd. That was totally Beavis and Butthead. Like, it's canon. They okay. They go to the Whiskey Go Go in the nineties. Yeah. That, that's a time travel spot. Like. You get a time machine, that's one of the spots you gotta visit. White zombies playing that night. Pretty sick. Yeah. I love how Chris Farley's sent there on assignment, and he's like, alright, looking for an attractive blonde girl in tight black clothing. Great. <laughs> he just looks around, great, and it's a, great, 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 a great. sea. <laughs> a sea of that. <laughs> oh, Harold Ramis was in this for a hot second? Harold Ramis shows up, and this is a great cameo. This was so much fun. He's like, I'm the head of a record executive company or whatever. And they're like, uh, the question they give him, whose side were you on, Van Halen's or David Lee Roth's? It was like the gateway in, and he answers it wrong, and he's like, one, one, one more. And they're like, all right. Who would win an arm wrestling contest, Dio or God? It's a fucking trick question, because Dio is God. <laughs> He's a yeah. cop. He's a plant. Um, oh, so that guy uh, you were saying that you can't believe you haven't seen him in more things is Reg E. Kathy. Okay. He's been in The Mask, so previous episode. Wow. You're right. Yep. Um, But... He is most known for playing a character for all of the seasons of uh, that show I tried to get into but couldn't recently about cops. You're going to have to be way more clear. There's a lot of shows about Liar. cops. Oh, he's in that? Yeah. I never got into that. Not really yeah. into a cop drama myself. I, I tried. He was also in Oz. In okay. Law and Order. Oh, Oz was the He's in all of those. Oh, that's that's why I've never seen him because I'm not into like the cop or the prison or like the yeah. those kind of movie no, shows. That's where he made his Okay. Okay. That's where so he good, made his good. Money. I'm glad to see that he's still acting. I'm I'm surprised it's not in comedy. Really good comedic timing. He's done some voice acting, it looks like too. A couple Star Wars's Yeah. Anyway. 
That's his IMDb. Um, I love when they say one of the hostages has to go as a sign of goodwill, and Sandler's like, I'll do it. they do make some comparisons to the three stooges in this Sandler's definitely curly Buscemi's Larry and the other guy's Mo uh, Brendan Fraser's tall Mo yeah Um, there was a couple of really good things that made me laugh like um, Brendan Fraser warming up a burrito and using the gun of hot sauce to like spray it onto the burrito got me so cat (laughs) was out of the room during the beginning scenes and she came back during that and was watching it with me and she's like why the fuck did he just spray his burrito with a water gun he liked them soggy burritos (laughs) (laughs) made yeah i can understand how that wouldn't make any sense i was like no no they're hot sauce they're they're pepper sauce (laughs) pepper sauce yeah (laughs) steve buscemi has never been to a restaurant he calls it pepper sauce (laughs) uh um sandler he hooks up with the blonde receptionist at this Doozy place with two z's and uh i love how they they bust into the room he's like he wheels his way into the room and sandler has to stand up with his purple beanie over his dick and he's just like i uh, it was my bust on your $1,400 couch. Phrasing. I guess not. He probably actually meant... Yeah, it was pretty good either way. Uh, They trap... What what is this guy, the CEO of the company? His name is Milo. Milo. The actor is Michael McKean. Yeah, he's definitely been in previous episodes. Yeah, he's been in lots of stuff. Uh, they put him in a closet, and I love this line. He was in Spinal Tap. He's like, uh, no, no, <laughs> don't put me in there. My aunt was buried alive. <laughs> Just like, how would you know? Just such a like a vaudevillian line. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. That got me. Harold, yeah, Harold Ramis shows up. They find some evidence that Brendan Fraser, dun dun dun, was a nerd. Fucking nerd in high school. He had short hair. He played D&D. He collected bugs, and he ate his own boogers. And uh, he admits this to the crowd. They Instead of turning on him, they embrace him. They all start shouting out embarrassing things that happen to them, which is probably why they're metalheads, which is why we're all metalheads here on the podcast. We all dress like this. Uh, you should see Josh's... Uh... Battle vest. Battle vest. Yeah, it's crazy. Stompy boots. He's got really hardcore vo- versions of a bunch of beauty uh, marks. Oh, now I want you to have a battle vest with like really cute My Little Pony patches because I bet you have a shitload of patches from conventions and stuff. Not as many as you'd think, actually. Okay, start collecting them, and I'll make you a cutie vest. I got pins, but not patches. Those work, but start collecting the patches, and we'll, we'll yeah. sell you up a cutie vest. And maybe mm. maybe that'll get you the braves you need to get a cutie mark tattooed. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it, it should be like an Escher thing, where your cutie mark is a pony with a cutie mark, which is a pony with a cutie mark. Like It just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. All right. <laughs> 
from here, it just gets wilder because their demands they made to the cops are like starting to come true. And we get this scene where Chris Farley's like scooping yogurt into a hat and they have a giant baby bottle and they're delivering all sorts of shit to him. And the guys, the record, the DJ, uh, not the record, the radio station are like, uh, hey, we got an idea. You could put on, like, one big hurrah. They get the other guy there that kicked him out of the other radio station, and they sign a contract with him. He's like, our lawyers can get you off of anything. Don't worry. They fly in. I made a joke about when how Rockstar killed someone. Yeah, and only got 30 days for it. Yeah. A, a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a funny joke? I, I didn't think that was a joke. I thought that was just a true statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that a funny joke? Yeah. Uh, they fly in a whole fucking stage, but it's it's like props. And several times, Brendan Fraser's like, no, we're not going to sell out. We're not going to take the easy way. We don't want to get there because we like held up this radio station at gunpoint. We want to get there because people have heard our music because we held up this radio station at gunpoint. Right, right. Unsolicited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not solicitors, man. If we go door to door knocking and there's a no solicitor sign, we don't knock. We turn around and we walk away because we're respectful. of. No, that. we can knock because we're not solicitors. But this radio station didn't have one of those signs. So we knocked it down. down, down, down. <laughs> um, I loved how so many people were playing whatever uh, portable game device that they had. This, oh, was, this was a Sega Game Gear. Yeah, that was a Sega Game Gear. So, I yeah, yeah, you're right. The receptionist was playing it. That was really cool. That's a great way to spend your time in 94 on the job. Mm-hmm. But then when fucking David Arquette gets a hold of it and he's playing it behind the magnifying glass. He was doing another Beavis and Butthead thing, right? I thought he was doing speed. I mean, that's a Beavis and Butthead thing, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. That there was yeah, like, eh, 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 and like rocking like back and forth where they're all just like fucking around. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, they get the stage dropped in and find out it's all props. It's all like marshals, but they're made out of cardboard. Nothing works except the microphone. And it, they're like, oh shit, we're filming a music video right now. You, everybody. F- pretends during a music video we have this tape that was thrown onto the ground smashed by a low rider and then pissed on by a horse or whatever yikes and that's what we're gonna play for the music video and sync it up in post but this entire concert is here yeah that's what happened yeah but he was real rock and roll and he showed them that he was obviously not playing yeah he just held his arms up very, yeah. very rock and roll. Um, this is back when radio stations and like kind of meant something because they they did hold a lot of tickets. They were kind of gateways to making it big because you could essentially like mail in your tapes to them before they got all corporatized, and they'd play it during like the local hour. Now you only hear local hour, like the college radio stations, right? Yeah, I, I know for sure. I know whenever I have the radio on, it's usually the college radio station or 
I don't know. I, or I'm scrolling through trying to find something I haven't heard a million times. Yeah. It's hard. It's uh, definitely hard. <laughs> it ends kind of like a lot Music of other Music died movies. when... Uh... Don't say it. No. 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 <laughs> when John Lennon was shot. Shot, yeah. And they're just trying to depict two different generations of like music. This radio DJ is disenfranchised with today's music because it has no heart. And Brendan Fraser's like, listen, man, all I've heard about growing up is the Beatles. They're dead. We're making music now. We're the young people. The Beatles were young and they made their music. But why is no one listening to us and holding us like up on a pedestal to these people that can't even perform anymore? Uh, and that that's just one aspect of it. The other aspect is the corporatization, like anything. Oh man, how did they know this was gonna happen in the future? It's like they knew, because <laughs> it was happening then. I know. Yeah, it, it, it was happening way before this too. Uh, their hit song that they play is a real hit single by a band called Reagan Youth from the 80s. It's a 1980s punk band, which seems kind of weird because this is 94. This is the era where grunge is starting to get huge. Yeah. And like, and it, it appealed to a lot of people because it was raw. It was newer. It was like downtuned. Um, and he even makes fun of that in this. He's like, this isn't that Seattle crap, man. <laughs> but they use a song from 10 years previously to it's generate. It's a song. Huh? I said it was a song ahead of its time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Cannibal Corpse was supposed to play in that club. <laughs> but no, I'm not sad. White Zombie's perfectly okay for the time. But Cannibal Corpse was on the set of uh, another movie, Ace Ventura, while this was being made. Like, on the Hollywood Strip, just down from it. So, like, Cannibal Corpse, Jim Carrey in one room playing music, and fucking Chris Farley and White Zombie, like, a couple doors down at another show the same night in 1994. That's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. Josh, first time seeing it, Airheads, would you recommend it? Give us your thoughts on it. Uh, I, I mean, I kind of did it at the beginning, right? I don't know that I have much more to say. Uh, you know, there was like maybe one scene got a smirk me when he was like trying to avoid the, he comes up thing and, and does the shuffle with the cop. They try to run out of exit. That was like, really that good was physical comedy. Cute, but like, I just didn't care. Like, I don't, I, I don't like comp movies. I really don't. And this is no exception. <laughs> Do you um, have any experience I, in radio? Uh, you mean like listening to radio or like being involved in the radio biz? Like, you ever go to a radio station? No. Okay. Cleaned a radio station. Ooh. <laughs> What's it after? Um, a hostile takeover from a thrash metal band? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the movie where people take a radio station and it gets Z or is out there, but it's not this movie. All right. So that's that's a that's a recommend. Yeah, no. 
big, uh, big thumbs down. Oh, uh, this this track won't be played again in Josh's top ten hits. <laughs> well, I I don't even know that I have a top five after like five years of doing this podcast. Like probably <laughs> top three, but I don't know. Like I, I have to ask Justin, what is what is the be that got Adam Sandler into the big time, right? Because it's not He'll these last it. two. It, is it coming soon? Or is it like does it take? Well, because we're in '94 already, right? Like it's it got to be soon. More SNL at this time. Yeah, he's kind of still getting started. So Steve Buscemi is probably the big name in, of the top three. Brendan Fraser. Well, Steve Buscemi just did Reservoir Dogs. You're or, right. Or okay. I was Dogs. thinking Brendan Fraser was doing Encino Man for the comedy. But Steve Buscemi for Res- Steve Buscemi did came out with Reservoir Dogs before this. Yeah, it was in '91. Wow, that's a strange move. It would be really interesting to see him because I didn't see Reservoir Dogs till later. That's more of like a a very violent movie. I think it's listed as its build. It's Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler, yeah. Chris Farley. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Justin, would you recommend it? Uh yeah, I had fun with this one actually. Yeah, I thought it was enjoyable. It was, uh, it was a little bit like, you know, you don't really need to pay attention to a lot of it. Um, but it had a lot of pretty fun gags. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that the premise was good, and I was fine that it didn't get a lot crazier. <laughs> um, I thought that it was pretty didn't entertaining. Turn up to eleven. Yeah, this isn't Spinal Tap. Yeah, I gotta say, this was a fun watch. It was a tight 90-something minutes. It it was a lot of fun. Uh, it never seemed to drag. It wasn't... I didn't find it boring. Once they got to the radio station, it it kind of reminded me of, like, The Breakfast Club more than, like, a closed-room movie. A closed-building comedy, I guess, could be a new genre we help define here on have you seen yeah and it wasn't entirely closed room either because there was like we saw you know, outside scenes. of it of course yeah chris farley went on his excavate to mm-hmm. the hollywood strip uh yeah it's it's a time capsule too like you said it's like wayne's world in that aspect but west coast could you imagine if they made a light-hearted comedy about gun hostages now not at all there's so many scenes in this where <laughs> it's like they would just be dead on the spot uh, and they mention it in this like oh rodney king rodney and they're like why, yeah. are, they, why are they yelling that you, you know the guy uh, <laughs> like they meant they make out how are they uh they make aware how self or unaware the characters are mm-hmm. even on the news it, it's like oh more middle-aged white guy rockers with problems in a world full of real people with issues and it's like oh okay it it is being Uh, self-aware i I posted the poster if you guys want to look in the discord channel yeah they're both first this poster are pretty whatever like i guess it's got the police i I don't know why it's it's doing like the height thing because they're criminals yeah Oh, the whole okay. prem. This movie yeah. is, is zany. Ba- dudes become criminals, okay. except not really. It's a lineup. Okay, I yeah. thought it was for some reason it was highlighting none of these dudes are over six feet tall. Except <laughs> Brennan Fraser. 
<laughs> Airheads are short. <laughs> the taglines for this movie are really lame, too. One of them is like, the amp's on, but nobody's home. Okay. There was an alternate version of this movie. Uh, the TV version changes the last scene where they're playing in prison, and Rex is pelvic thrusting, and Chaz gestures, uh, uh, no, 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 instead of a shot of a pair of prisoners grinning levaciously at him. That's not a big, that's not a different version. That's like three seconds cut from the movie. It is. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I read that on IMDb too, and was like, "All right, that's not a big enough trivia to mention." But I, I kind of see it, what bro. you mean now. That I you... pulled it out. <laughs> now, now that you read it, I kind of see what they mean. But it's just one joke cut. Yeah. <laughs> I think this poster is a, a fan art poster, but it's so much better than the actual posters. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's the tagline from the another movie tag they were a metal band they couldn't get air and then they took a radio station hostage this looks like a poster of a movie that would be at like an indie theater i'd i'd go and watch sure it's all handy cam and it just follows them around all right so well, two recommends one and then none none but that's okay like josh recommending is like it has to be special like you said, it's one out of, like... A million. Yeah, like, one out of every 100 movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't like rec movies. movies unless they're, like, stellar to me. Like, I personally, I wouldn't normally waste my time watching movie unless I was, like, really, like, looking for it, right? Luckily, I watch, like, he's two movies a year. he's his time with us once a week here on the show for your entertainment. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, movies. We've already watched Princess Bride this year. Try yeah. your luck next year. You've got your Josh one movie this year. year. I like that you're <laughs> apologizing to the movies and not Josh. <laughs> like, not sorry, Josh, for so showing you crap. Sorry, movies. Josh has to watch you. <laughs> it, it really makes me wonder, like, a normal person, and, like, how much to which movies? Um, I assume I'm an outlier, but are you two also outliers? Because you guys watch yeah. a lot of movies. I would say we're on the other end of the spectrum. But okay. also, we're not watching like the same movie over and over and over, which no. I feel a lot of people do. That is something that a lot of people do, yeah. Mm. I don't own any movies these days. Like I had a VHS collection, I had a DVD collection, but since everything has gone digital and streaming... Uh, I just I just don't have a physical media player anymore. So yeah. there's movies I'll put on mostly shows sometimes in the background when I'm working from home or doing art. But movies, I'm probably going to watch something new and something weird and interesting. And if we get together, we're definitely going to watch something weird. And if you want to sure. hear about any of the stuff we watch, you can find us on Have You Seen? Uh, Balls. And what about wrestling? Our three shows up on podcast.com and the Apple Podcasts app. You can find us on Facebook under FabCheck, YouTube under FabCheck, and FabCheck at gmail.com. If you want to write to us any questions, concerns, recommendations, if you want to give us any star ratings, you can do that on any of the uh, places we've told you about. 
recommend us any to of your them. friends. Any of them. Just send us pictures of stars on Gmail. How many stars uh, do you think we need? Yeah, I would love to see pictures of stars in my inbox. Yeah, that'd be nice. Instead of just spam emails from, like, knife companies. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, those emails where it's like, are you the podcast for our for our uh, advertisement opportunity? Oh, I the just ones delete them just... as soon as I see them. But the ones that, like, get you at first, and it's like, oh, a sponsor, and then you're like, no, it's a robot. <laughs> yeah. So, Justin, I believe you have a question for us. Oh, uh, yeah, did you guys want to know what the next Adam Sandler movie we're going to watch is? No, wrong question. No, that is the question, because he can straight up ask us, have we seen it? So what's the next one? I guess, yeah. That's why I phrase it so bluntly, because he has it <laughs> planned out. <laughs> hey, have you guys seen Mixed Nuts? 